0: Welcome back to the AIM podcast. Today, we sit down with special guest, CrossFit Games competitor, tactical games champion, and entrepreneur Jacob Heppner. In this episode, we talk about what it means to truly live life and to get uncomfortable and how that can ultimately help you grow as a human being. Let's dive right into this episode. Without further ado, Jacob Heppner. Jacob, thank you so much for coming on the AIM podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. I'm excited, man. My first question is, if this podcast goes well, will I earn an invitation to come train at the barn? Hey, we have to define what well means to you. What does well mean? <laughs> I love it, dude. I was um, I was with our a good mutual friend of ours, Luke Parker, at Wadapalooza this year. And we were chatting and he was telling me, um about some of the things you're doing and and awesome stuff he's like man you should you should have him on the show because luke's luke's been super gracious to come on and i was like man i want to reach out to this guy he would be perfect and just i love what you stand for man i love your your morals your character and obviously the things you're excelling at um in fitness and in business i think it's super exciting so yeah super pumped to have you man luke is luke is one of my favorite people
1: in the world (laughs) i remember so as a heads up i uh I always say this. In my previous life, I was a stand-up comedian. My wife doesn't think I'm funny, which is funny. I don't care. You know, your wife doesn't think your wife never will think you're good at anything. If it's your wife, she does it correctly. But I'm I love telling stories. So story time. So how I met Luke is uh, my wife has always my wife has watched like the Bachelor or the Bachelorette show for like (laughs) ever, like since she was like young, right? And um, so we're early married. She's watching the show, right? And I would. At some point, like you know, the first couple of years of like that's stupid. I'm not watching that. At some point, it's like if your wife's gonna watch, you might as well join her because you need it's quality time to a degree, right? And so we start watching it, and of course, you know, like every chick flick, you get hooked at some point. You're like, ah, yeah, you know, it's Mondays. Watch this, right? <laughs> and so we're watching it, and I remember the season that Luke was in, and it wasn't until like somebody explained to me that oh, that guy like does cross or does it at Training Thing Take at TTT down in Atlanta, and um. I don't remember what I did, but I think I just slid his DMs, you know, like people do to me, right? So I was like, come on, do it to somebody else. And so I, I slid his DMs. I'm like, hey man, you do CrossFit. He probably knows who I am. I was like, you should come out and if you because I think he at that point had mentioned like he wanted to compete at a higher level. You know, it wasn't just like hey, i I'm just doing it for fun. It's like, hey, if you want to be at a higher level, why don't you come spend a weekend with me or a couple of days with me and I could teach? Okay, at this time, I did not tell my wife Jack Diddley. Didn't tell her at all. No. And remember, if you recall, he was like, uh, quote unquote, the villain of his of his season, right? Sure. And so, as soon as he is, had, had accepted it, I didn't tell her anything. I was like, <laughs> hey, um, I was like, uh, hey, sometime in like April, I got this guy come to come train with me. And th- that's not uncommon. And she's like, oh, okay. Do I know him? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah you probably have known him you've seen him on tv and she's like who and i'm like oh well luke p she freaked out she got she legitimately got, got mad at me she was like people are gonna think less of you he was the villain of his series Do you think no, people what? are gonna hate you i was like i don't give a crap i was like yeah. he seems like a good guy we'll come out if he's not a good guy i'll send him home it's no big deal but yeah. anyways he showed up and we immediately collect. He's just a good old boy. We we had a good time working out, throwing some weight around, shooting guns. And, you know, we're just two pieces in a pod. But I've always enjoyed hanging out with Luke. He, he's, a, he's a good
0: dude. Dude, that is an amazing story. I appreciate you sharing that. Because he he actually didn't tell me that story. So that's that's hilarious. <laughs> well, his, his perspective is a little bit different. His perspective is
1: Jacob advised me to the barn and I worked out with him. My perspective is I about <laughs> got like divorce because I'm the bad guy <laughs> inviting somebody to come work out of my house. I'm like, dude, what's wrong with this guy? This guy's pretty cool. So he's been to <laughs> my house a few times and we'll probably have him come out again. I we ran into him uh at Wadapalooza on the obviously a few times when he was competing, but we ran into him before the competition started. Uh and we we sat there and talked to him and his fiance at the time, who is now his wife. We talked to them for like 10, 20 minutes. Because Olivia, who trains with me, loves him also. So
0: he's always been a big fan of hers. So I've, it's always made me happy. Yeah, no, that's awesome. When you, when you first told me the story, I thought your wife's reaction was going to be different. I thought she was going to be excited uh, being a fan of the no. show. No, <laughs> no, the opposite. I <laughs> mean, if I would
1: have invited like, you know, someone in the show who is like the best person in the show, she probably would have been excited. But because I invited the quote unquote villain who is not a villain by anyone's means – she was
0: uh, immediately upset. <laughs> that is too funny, man. I can't wait to share this with him, let him hear it. But um, dude, you you've obviously done some incredible things from a fitness standpoint. You're a successful entrepreneur, you and your wife both. And I, you know, there's there's a common theme here. I think there's a lot of different things that we could talk about, but one in particular that I think would be super interesting, and I think for our listeners too, just valuable to listen is this whole idea of like taking a risk and getting uncomfortable, being an entrepreneur competing in the CrossFit games, boxing when you've never boxed before. Like these are things that require a level of um, risk and also just putting yourself out there. So. Insanity. Is that the word you're looking at? And maybe a little insanity as well. So yeah, I would love to, um, one kind of get some context of your background for those listening that may not be as familiar with you, but those are some of the big topics I think we could really unpack here. That would be super valuable for our listeners.
1: Yeah. So, uh, background, um, Born and raised in state of California, um, homeschooled majority of my life, Prototypical homeschool nerd, um, went to public school because I wanted to play football and I had to be enrolled in the school to play it. So quit homeschooling, went to high school, um, then went to college, played ball in college, uh, stumbled upon CrossFit in college, um, knew that that was something I could be really good at because I always enjoyed the fitness side of things, um, loved fitness. And, you know, and you just staying in shape to me was always like fun to a degree and realized, Hey, there's a sport out there where well, that's all they do. And so <laughs> fell in love with that sport and really uh, went after that. Um, and that's kind of my background. Uh, my degree from colleges in mathematics, I don't use that anymore. <laughs> I count by the joke is I count by 45 and I multiply by 2.2. Like I don't use that anymore. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, from the risk-taking perspective, um, I don't know. When I uh the whole sp- like the, the the thing about CrossFit is if you look at the per- not periodic table of elements, what an idiot. If you look at the pyramid of fitness, right, for CrossFit, it is at the what do you know what it is?
0: Pyramid? No. Okay, okay. So
1: uh for your viewers, I'll kind of walk through it. I should probably pull up another screen. I'm probably gonna butcher it but it doesn't matter and the You're bottom sure. of the pyramid is nutrition right the whole purpose of the pyramid is like it's kind of like the food pyramid like what should you focus on and what's you know what and the, it, the top isn't like the goal the top is like what should you be like with smaller amounts of stuff you know anyway. Totally, totally so the bottom is nutrition right nutrition is like the baseline of everything from there goes like metabolic conditioning weightlifting gymnastics the top of the pyramid is sport and most people when look at the pyramid they think oh well you know, sport means like I should be going, they think of CrossFit, like a sport, they think of the CrossFit games. They think, oh, I should be going to the CrossFit games. That's the goal of the pyramid. It's not the goal of the pyramid. Sport for the CrossFit pyramid or the functional fitness pyramid, whatever, whatever the heck it's called, is meant to be taking your fitness outside the four walls of your gym and doing something with it, right? It's At the end of your life, like... When you, if you go in the gym, your fitness isn't defined as like how fast you can do Fran. I mean, technically for the sport of CrossFit games, it might be right. But the whole purpose of general population is taking your fitness outside the four walls and using it. Now, what does using it mean? Right. That could be anything that brings you enjoyment and a hobby that's outside the gym. Right. That could be intramural sports, you know, chess league, bowling league, Spartan races, you name it. It doesn't matter. And so that's what I realized early on is like, I love the sport. And I understood that I want to compete the highest level and I was capable of doing that and was blessed to do that. But what I did a little bit differently than some of the guys that are still competing or have since retired is I did things that were outside of the realm of my sport because I realized that this was meant the fitness, your fitness is meant to be used. Like if you stuck inside the gym, you're never you're yeah, you're fit, but you're not using it for anything that's really exciting. And it's always fun to like test it. You know, CrossFit is supposed to be this you know, this sport where it's like, Hey, I can really go do a whole lot of things. It's kind of like a a of everything, but sure. no one does that. Right. It's like, okay, well, let me go box or go do a Spartan race or go shoot or whatever the case may be. Let me just see how it applies. And so it's kind of usually my, how I
0: think of things. I think that's super interesting. and I'm glad you brought up the, the pyramid concept because I think that's something again, where, um, you know, if people listening, they, they can kind of understand that way of thinking through it. Like the base, you have to cover your basis, like you have to, you have to understand the basics and then work your way up. But the way you framed it of just using the skills, using the things that you've developed, you work for in CrossFit, and then being able to apply them to other things, I think is something people can take in and use that with a lot of things in business and, and whatever they're doing. Um, but kind of building your foundation and then going out to the world and applying it in different ways where you can then learn about yourself. And I'm sure I've heard you talk in other interviews, like for boxing, for example, you know, that that's not something you necessarily stretched down to a long career, but it's something you, you know, it did, you succeeded and you learned a lot. And I'm sure it was a very unique experience. Um, so, yeah, it's super cool that you do that.
1: I mean, when you think about it, like. This day and age. <laughs> People tend to shy away from being uncomfortable, right? Um, majority of the population has a desk job. We don't go outside. We don't do certain things, right? And they shy away from uncomfortable things. And the issue is that when they run into un- when they run into or happen up- upon an uncomfortable situation, it becomes life like. It's it's just the, the worst thing that's ever happened to them, right? Like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But like, the difference is like. The purpose I like fitness, the purpose I like CrossFit, you know, it doesn't have to be CrossFit, it could be any functional fitness or any fitness like this, is it presents challenges, right? It presents the concept of you are uncomfortable. And and now, again, let me clarify. CrossFit isn't the answer for everyone's fitness. I love it, but it's not everyone's fitness, right? And being uncomfortable, you can be uncomfortable a lot in fitness arenas, right? Um, You can go to do P90X from back in the day and that made you uncomfortable, you know? Um, but being uncomfortable in fitness is a good learning curve for a lot of people, because if you're uncomfortable there and, but it's usually deemed as not a life threatening circumstance, right? You're getting used to be uncomfortable. That can roll over and apply to your life. And that can apply to relationships or business perspectives where, Hey, if you're going to run into uncomfortable situations, but if you're used to being in high risk, uncomfortable situations, like, okay, I can function. You know, I'm not being forced to do a two minute Fran per se, but I can still do this is how I usually look at this.
0: No, that's that's so good. And I want to unpack that a bit more because I think this is where people can get a lot from this. I was listening to a study. Um, someone was explaining how people that immerse themselves in cold water exposure, like ice baths and stuff at a younger age. And again, there was I'm not an expert in the science of this, so I, I don't want to, you know, claim to be, but it was talking about how the bigger picture was, you know, these people were putting themselves in these uncomfortable situations and it increased their tolerance of um, you know, navigating i guess risk and different stressors and stuff like that that then would put them up set them up for a better position and success later on in life but the big thing from the study that it was trying to kind of bring light to is when you when you put yourself in situations that are stressful that are challenging that you know require you to be more engaged than just maybe passively going through life you your body like physiologically mentally emotionally a lot of things happen where it then does prepare you for for new things that you're going to encounter So for you specifically, like, where have you seen, you've talked about, you know, there, it translates, like, where have you seen, like, really big benefits from challenging yourself and growing? Like, where have you seen those kind of take place and form in your life?
1: Nothing, I will, I say this, but I'm sure like a month from now, someone's going to present me with something crazy that I'll probably end up signing up to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but nothing has been, um, as nerve wracking as, uh, being stepping into a ring with someone one-on-one and boxing with a sport you've only learned in six months. And oh, by the way, it's not just you and that person. There's like thousands and thousands of people watching you and that can see you fail live and in person. Right. And so when I take that circumstance and I apply it to my life, I think nothing to this point will ever be that stressful or that nerve wracking to me. So hey, I put myself in what I deem is at this point in my life is the most stressful situation that anything else is subpar compared to that. So it isn't really, I'm, I'm not nervous about that. So it's, it. I think it's good. Obviously, I don't really want to put myself in that situation very often. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. It was, a good, it was a good experience, but it wasn't something I want to do on a weekly basis. But I understand now the importance of it and how it applies to your life.
0: Totally your uh, your opponent actually has been on the show um a long time ago it's just kind of funny oh <laughs> uh, josh yeah he's a good friend we had a good time it was one of the best
1: experiences of my life hands down
0: that's awesome and 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 I'm glad to use that as the example of you know a challenge that you you undertook and you learned a lot from and obviously you referenced and just kind of made clear like this is not something you would do every single week but I think the idea and the mindset and the framing of like putting yourself out there is something that people can do um You know, there's obviously a spectrum of a variety of things, and it doesn't have to be as extreme as going into a ring with someone like it could be just pushing yourself an extra couple miles on a run or a couple extra reps in the gym or forcing yourself if you're maybe more reserved to introduce yourself to someone that could potentially be a great business partner or something like that. It's just kind of pushing where you feel like you shouldn't go anymore and trying to find growth in new, I guess, new opportunities in that in that mindset. Difficulty is relative. Totally. I want to, I would love to hear more about your, uh, you know, this chapter that you're in now, obviously you had a very, very successful, amazing career in CrossFit. And I, I saw, actually, I think you did a Q and a on your story where someone said, will you come back to CrossFit and you kind of, I'll let you kind of explain what you said there, but, um, yeah, I want to hear kind of about the tactical stuff, because I think that's super interesting what you're working on now. You yeah, so I do a lot of different things for a lot of different hats. Um,
1: one of the things that I do is I always, I personally believe that everyone should compete in something and you don't have to be, when I say compete, it doesn't mean you have to be elite at it or world-class. It could just be like, Hey, I enjoy playing chess, every, you know, learning chess and becoming a better chess player for just my grandson, or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, but I think competition brings out the best in people, it brings out the worst, but also brings out the best. And, um, So when I decided I was going to be done competing in CrossFit, um, I thought, well, I need something. And that's when the boxing opportunity was uh, a prize to me. And then along with that was the opportunity to go try a new sport called the tactical games. And I had heard about it for about a year and decided, hey, when I'm done competing in CrossFit games, I'm going to go try this. Just attempt it. See if I like it. If I don't like it, I'll never do it again. Um, (laughs) Fell in love with it. Really liked it. Really enjoyed it. And decide. okay, well, I think this is something that I can compete for the foreseeable future. It's something I can see myself becoming very good at uh, with time uh, permitting and and focus. Um, And so that's the current sport that I would consider that I am,
0: um, you know, head head first into. Totally. And could you just obviously do like a high level, just kind of summary of what the sport entails um, and kind of what it looks like? (laughs) Yeah, so um, essentially
1: stress shooting. So imagine like, uh, you know, Olympic sport, uh, is it biathlon or duathlon? I think it's biathlon. So biathlon involves uh, cross-country skiing and rimfire, right? Shooting rifles, twenty twos, And and so it's very similar to that. Um, Obviously, biathlon is very, um, you're only skiing and you're only shooting this rifle, right? And there's no other, there's no change to it, really, except for like the area you're skiing at, the venue, um, for us, we are doing stress shooting. So, how accurate are you shooting a rifle and a pistol pistol under um stress, meaning uh, physical stress, dress, high heart rate, that kind of thing. So it's very similar to a biathlon because of that, but the fitness is obviously very different and is very similar to the functional fitness that we are used to from the sport that I come from. So it can vary quite a bit. Imagine, like um example is imagine we have a hundred fifty pound sandbag and we got 20 yards. And then 20 yards away from that sandbag is a line. And that's where I'm shooting my targets down range at. Let's just say, hey, time starts, three, two, one, go. You put that sandbag over your shoulder five times. On the After the fifth rep, you drop it, you pick it up in the front rack, you carry it 20 yards, you drop it. And then you take accurate shots of pistol and rifle. You then pick up the sandbag, take it back, do four reps, shoot again, three reps, shoot again, and then run down the sandbag and you're done, right? So like it, at the end of it, we would take your time. Let's say it took you 10 minutes to finish that workout, right? We would go pull down your targets as you shot off your pistol and your rifle. And for every miss that did not hit the target correctly or in the spot, it's supposed to be hitting. It would add 10, 20 seconds to your time. So you have a, a raw time. You finish at 10 minutes, plus your misses gives you your total time. Let's say you missed like 10 shots, hypothetically, um, that's a hundred seconds. So now you're sitting at, you know, uh, 10 minutes or 11 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, so that would be your final time. And so that's, that's kind of a very basic stage walkthrough. That's essentially what it looks like is you are, how accurate are you shooting a firearm when you are completing fixed fitness essentially
0: at a higher rate? Yeah, it's super, it's super interesting. Is this something that you grew up, obviously maybe not combining the two together, but you grew up with a, a background shooting, hunting, just kind of being around firearms. I grew up with a, um,
1: yeah, I grew up around firearms. Um, I did not grow up competing in shooting. Uh, I, you know, hunted sure growing up like most kids. Um, but there's a huge difference between competing, competitive shooting and hunting. Is it, that that's not even like, you know, not even remotely the same. That's like saying I'm an indoor roller versus I roll on the water. Like it's not, it's, it's <laughs> kind of the same, but not even in light years is difference so um there's a lot of learning curve there but I grew up around firearms I understood the concepts of it um the very very basics but it's been a huge learning curve for me but it's a challenge and I enjoy learning something new so
0: and when when did you make the the transition I guess to start competing um with, with doing the tactical tactical stuff uh
1: 2021 was the first year I competed in so I've done two years now 2021 and 2022
0: Gotcha. Year, super, super cool. And obviously, yeah, I, can't, I mean, you're coming off a, a very successful year in 2022. What is, what has kind of gone into your strategy for this year? Are you, because you're really big on, obviously one of your businesses is you program, you create, you help people um, train and, and prepare for these type of competitions. And I'm, I'm guessing you do a lot of the programming for your, for yourself and your own workouts. What kind of goes into that for you right now? Is this something you know, I guess, how do you even come up with, with the way that works? And is it just testing different things? Is there like, where's, what is kind of the science behind that?
1: What do you mean? How do I program?
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Especially for this, you know, being kind of early into it and getting into it. Like, are you, are you seeking counsel from other people? Are you kind of just testing what works? Are you, How are you kind of go about your whole process of of putting together these programs? Well, I mean, I am new to the sport, but the fitness we
1: do is not anything new. I've done fitness for 10 the whole freaking life, pretty much. Um, and so the fitness is no so different, right? Essentially, the fitness that we do in that sport is like if I took you to a dirt field and I'm like, hey, we're going to do some fitness, what would we do? Well, we'd probably run. We'd probably throw some sandbags, maybe some yokes, drag a sled. Like it'd be basic things, right? Imagine sure. like CrossFit without any gymnastics. And that's pretty, pretty close to what you can expect. This is a lot of grunt work. Farmer carries, sled drags, wheelbarrow, just it's grunt work. Um, so yeah, I do program. Uh, I still program inside the CrossFit space for um, one of our most popular programs, which is Morning Mono, which is just like, cardio-based machine-based um rowing running biking that kind of stuff um but then i also program online for the tactical game space that combines fitness and shooting together um in such a way that would the whole goal is to make you better at this sport but it can be used to make you better at a lot of things but this may mean sport focused.
0: that's so that's so cool i've uh yeah, I've been super interested in, in learning more about the sport and obviously, you know, seeing your success and everything you're doing. I think it's I think it's getting a lot more attraction. We had Margot Alvarez on the show as well. And, you know, this the stuff that she's putting out is super exciting. And I just I think more people are gravitating towards um, towards the sport. And I'm excited to see kind of where it continues to grow and how it continues to develop.
1: I think more people are gravitating towards the sport. Sure, you could say that. But I think more people are gravitating toward the fact that they're realizing that it is important to learn how to defend yourself. We um, are in a day and age now where, yeah, if someone broke into my house tonight, uh, I could call the cops, um, and they would take probably ten minutes to get here, um, or I can learn how to adequately defend myself, and it is a, definitely a skill to learn. You know, you hope that you are never called upon that, but you would also want to prepare for the worst, right? So learning how to properly and safely operate a firearm, I think is a skill that a lot of people would behoove them to actually learn, Um, you know. um, A lot of things in life tend to scare people because they have never experienced it um, or have actually trained or learned that skill. So if you had asked me, you know, three years ago, hey, Jake, you want a box? I'd have been like, heck freaking no, I don't want to box. I don't want to get hit in the face. I don't even know how to box, right? But then you give me six months to learn how to box. And I realize how important it is of a skill to learn how to um, defend yourself if I'm not going to the ground per se and, and staying on our two feet. Like how important it is it to defend yourself? And you realize that skill is important. And then it becomes a scary lesson. Like, okay, well, now I know how to defend myself if I'm ever called upon a situation where I can, you know, I'm not taking you to the ground per se. Um, and the same can be said about any skill in life. I think it tends to scare people because they don't understand how things work, Um, and so especially for firearms, yeah, the sport is continuing to grow, which I love. But I think people are realizing that is isn't, you know learning how to defend yourself with a firearm. Hopefully, you never called upon it, but if you are, you know, the most dangerous person is a person who doesn't know how to have a use a, their firearm and they 100%. have one. That's a person that's scary.
0: One hundred percent, yeah, and I think that's where we see you know maybe a lot of people that have fear or, um, I guess, resistance towards firearms. I think there's, I think there's a strong correlation with groups having maybe a lack of education or just like you said, kind of just an understanding of how to operate them and and understanding like that it is a tool and that it's, you know, inherently not bad by itself. It's literally just, it's a tool, it's a resource that, you know, can be operated in different, in different ways. But I think there is, that is, you you bring a good point. I think that's, it's cool to see more people gravitate to the sport and it become more popular and I guess more well-known, but the underlying just kind of foundation of like, people are going to become more educated. People are going to become more exposed to safety and, you know, the proper way to operate the firearm. I think that's obviously very beneficial.
1: I mean, that, that's me, right? That's me. I grew up hunting. And so if you would asked me four years ago, Hey Jake, you know, you know how to, operate a firearm and use it pretty well. I've been like, yeah, man, yeah, I'm pretty confident, but you know, underlying, I don't know, Jack freaking diddly. Um, And now, you know, you fast forward four years from now and I'm a lot better than I was four years ago, but I still have a lot to learn, but I would consider myself very educated in the area of, Hey, how do I, how do I operate? How do I shoot? How do I, you know, how do I use my rifle? How do I use my pistol in a safe way? And, and if I've ever called upon, how do I, how do I perform? So,
0: Totally, super interesting, man. I love it. I I want to shift gears a little bit and um, and touch on the business side of things that you're doing because this again I think is interesting. And just like you said, I think there's a lot of qualities and there's things maybe you learned or experienced throughout your your fitness and your training that you applied to business. But I would love to hear kind of I guess first question is how did you even get into becoming an entrepreneur and kind of starting your own businesses? Is this something that you had exposed to as a kid or someone that you looked up to, or how did you kind of start to set that avenue or set that that path?
1: see I had a fruit stand no <laughs> fruit vegetable a vegetable stand when I was younger and lemonade um no I think um you know lets me bashing upon our education system right now uh is <laughs> our education system sometimes doesn't really lean itself into teaching people to think for themselves right they're taught how to think um they're taught how to do things which is important in certain aspects but um Being an entrepreneur, learning how to run a company, learning how to take risks is not something that's readily taught, which should be. Um, You tend to learn a bunch of crap that you don't even use in high school and college. But, you know, I grew up kind of having that and went to high school, went to college. You know, you kind of, you know, you're you're going through the motions, doing classes. You know, you're working a desk job, you know, eight to five or whatever. And you kind of forget that it exists. And then I don't even know what really happened, but around like 20... 17 or 18, I started like looking into uh, hey, I should run a company, do something just try it, right? You know, what's gonna happen? Fail, who cares? And um started doing that and realized um number one, revenue stream, but two, um, I enjoyed it. And so um started a couple companies. Some of those companies still exist today, some of them don't, and those are you know, successes and failures that come along with. Being an entrepreneur and having businesses,
0: totally. Yeah, it's it's super interesting, and I think that's again you're hitting on this the big theme that I really want to unpack here is like taking risk and understanding that you know risk can be a really powerful way for you to grow as an individual. It can be a powerful way for you to gain exposure um, to to certain things, and you know it doesn't always. It doesn't always go. It's not always going to go the way you plan for it. You know, you talk about having successful businesses, having ones that maybe weren't as successful. But I'm sure there's things in both of those categories that have empowered you to be where you are sitting. You know, right now doing this podcast and you know operating what you currently have on your table. Yep, it's awesome, man. It's super exciting. So, what is you know what does a day look like for you training wise right now? Are you are you currently like all in, entrenched in in tactical games training right now, or what is that kind of season look like for you?
1: Yeah, well, uh, it depends on what does my day look like, right? My day starts early. Um, I work, uh, part-time for a company that I was acquired by. So I work part-time for a tech company, push press, um, I work for them. And then I have a couple other companies that I, I help run, own and operate. And so that takes a majority of my day. Uh, and then I'll usually slip out Sometime around like 11 or 12, go to the barn. It's a hundred yards that way. Go work <laughs> out, come back inside. Uh, and if I could slip out in the afternoon around two or three, I'll go out and shoot a little bit. And then I'm usually in the barn from like four to seven working out um, with Olivia or by myself, doesn't really matter. And then I'm back in that house, usually getting a little bit of work done and then watching the bachelor or whatever. And then go <laughs> and then repeating. So it's a, um, it's a packed day pretty much. So.
0: That's awesome. That is super exciting, man. Well, Jacob, dude, I really appreciate you doing this uh, podcast. This has been a really fun episode and it's been cool to just hear your experiences and the things that you've gone through and how it's kind of formed in who you are as a person. And yeah, I just really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah,
1: man. Well, thanks for having me.
0: This is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to another great episode of the aim podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. And if you found value in it, I ask that you kindly share this with a friend. We want to continue to grow this community and help more and more people every single day. If you have any questions for me, if I can ever help you anyway, please reach out to me at Doug Elks on all social and I'd be happy to help you out. Let's get after this week, let's crush it, and as always, keep ambition in mind.